Welcome to the fight with Teddy Atlas presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by the voice of the UFC, the great Teddy Atlas. And today's special guest, the toughest rugby player in the world, Alexander Volkanovsky, the flyweight champion of the UFC. How you doing, man? Is it flyweight or featherweight? I'm doing good. Featherweight. 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 featherweight sorry. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, I'm as tall as a flyweight, but yeah, yeah now I fight at a featherweight. Of 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 which, oh, he he's not in either weight class right now, and he deserves not to be. He deserves not to be because ever anybody ever earned the right to relax and eat a few extra things, he earned that right. He earned so he's not in the flyweight, the featherweight. I won't even go on, but it's okay. When the time comes, that man will be ready as he always is. Listen, Alex, again. Uh, as Ken just said, thank you uh, for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, and I just I want to get right to one thing for me. Obviously, congratulations on your last fight, uh, that incredible war with Brian Ortega. But thank you for not just giving us a great fight, but for what both guys, both of you guys taught us uh, that night. And you did. You taught us something that there's always new places we can go when we're challenged and threatened with defeat. We just have to be willing to go there, no matter how dark it might be. Because the way I always say it in my game is that the true darkness is in not trying to go there. Then you're never going to know if there was light to be found. You went there, you found the light, and my question to you is, had you ever been... And I know you've been through a lot of things, um, but had you ever been in this darker place before? Well, that's something that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm big on. You know, I talk about, uh, you know, putting myself in uncomfortable positions. Yeah, try and be comfortable in uncomfortable positions, which uh, that phrase, uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer in it, but I put myself in a lot of these positions. Saying I'm comfortable in them would be a lie because there's positions that we put ourselves in. It's not comfortable, but I accept it. I welcome them. You know, these are, you know, it's things that obviously I'm not going to let people, you know, bash my head in and do things uh, that's going to be crazy. But I mean, when it comes to, you know, uh, cardio and, you know, submissions and all that, obviously if it's my arm, I'm not going to let my arm break. But I mean, I'm the type of guy that I've been in them positions in camp. I knew that he was very good in these positions and I'm going to, you know, make sure I'm in the deepest guillotines you can be. You know, I'm going to start from that position. I'm not going to try and stop it from going there, I'm going to do that as well. But I want to be able to stay calm, focused in these deep, deep, dark places, as uh, Teddy was saying. So uh, have I been in a fight that deep and in in that much of a dangerous position? Probably not. But, uh, you know, like I said, preparation is key. And um, it shows that, yeah, like, uh, you know, I needed to use technique and, and the technique I was using Still wasn't working, you know what I mean? Because he, had, uh, Ortega's uh, technique was down pat and he had that perfect. I tried a few things and it wasn't really working, so I had to stay calm and just keep trying what I was trying. And like I said, it wasn't really, you know, not that it wasn't working, but it wasn't improving my position yet, but it was either do I stop, give up and lose my belt? No, I can't do that. I'm never going to stop. I'm going to either go to sleep or I'm going to keep doing what I think will eventually get me out and, Lucky enough, I stayed composed enough and stayed calm. And um, man, I'll be—I'll be honest. It's the, you know, it was like the light started dimming, 
things started slowing down. I couldn't hear nothing. I could have been close to going out, but, you know, I was never going to stop fighting and I was always going to, you know, just, just keep driving, keep pushing her to make that space. And lucky enough for, for my cardio and my patience, um, it let me hold on that little bit longer and, and, and there it was. I found that bit of space and that's when you see me sort of calm down, got my chin out and I knew he would be fatigued after that. That's why I made sure, like, oh, once I get up, I'm going to have to pour it on. Yeah, you, you, um, well, that's why I posed the question that way. Uh, first of all, uh, you don't need me to tell you this, but I'll tell you anyway. You're a very special person, um, uh, which many of your comrades in that sport are. Because to me, it's, it's more than just, you know, your physical conditioning and all the your technique and obviously uh, everything else that you do. But it's you guys live by a code, by a code of honor, a code of conduct where it's more important to live up to that code than anything else. It, it almost doesn't even, it almost comes down to where it's not about so much winning or losing, it's about honoring the code, that you don't, you do not betray that code, that, that code of, of honor where you're going to behave a certain way no matter what. And you guys truly buy into that you 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 showed that you you were the greatest exhibition of that you're the poster child for that i talk about it a lot on our show and you just you you showed it uh exactly i mean webster's dictionary could not do as good a job as what you did in explaining getting out of the dark explaining where we go into dark places in life, you know, in, in different facets of life. And when we go into those dark places, you have to have the resilience, the attitude, the understanding that you can find the light. You, but to find the light, you might have to go to a place that's so dark and a place where you've never been before to find out that, yeah, there was a place to go. <laughs> there was a place to go and that's what I meant and I posed the question that way to you thank you for teaching us we don't have to be in there you know throwing kicks and elbows and punches like you gladiators do you samurai do because to me you're like samurai you have that kind of code but people are fighting all the time in life whatever their particular fight might be just as dangerous as yours in their own context of what they're dealing with, in their mind, in their heart. And they should know from watching people like you and your behavior that it's never over if you're willing, if you're willing to say it's not over, if you're willing to search for that light, no matter how freaking dim it might be. So again, Thank you for that. Congratulations for that. And I want you to walk us through that first deep submission for the people out there, you know, where, you know, he had you in that mounted guillotine. And as you said, the lights were starting to flick a little bit. Um, but then you went into this convulsion. 
That's I just use a very raw word. But where some people would have turned it on, they would have said, "Oh my God, Daddy, the that guy is having a convulsion right now. Hey, look at him. He his body is you know is 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 out of control." And but I don't think. I don't think that was an accident. I don't think that that was involuntary. I thought it was voluntary. Um, can you go? Can you go? Because I know that had to strike people out there when they saw that. Yeah, man, it's a. It's funny, like you're saying about uh, you know finding you know, going in the, into these places and you know how are people gonna. What are they gonna do in these situations when they're in the dark and things aren't going their way? A lot of people, most people are going to, you know, that's it. There's nothing else I can do. I'm going to yeah, give up, right? Give up or, um, yeah, stop trying or, you know, accept defeat, you know, but that was never going to be an option for me. You know what I mean? It's funny. I'll really explain this uh, submission technique and even um, things I was thinking about. You know, I, I, had, a, I had a moment that was uh, pretty special to me. So I'll explain the whole thing. Um, so we've been in that position. And, uh, again, credit to, to, to Ortega, the way he snapped that, that, that submission up, to the technique, how quickly he did it. You know, he caught, he caught my foot whether he was training for that to catch my feet. Uh, obviously, pull it up and I punch at the same time and get me going down. I try to butt scoot and get straight up. He's literally just jumped straight into this uh, submission where his legs, not only his arms, where he's obviously he's wrapped my neck up. He had the perfect uh, position where he positioned his hands, where his shoulder was, his lat over the back of my head, as deep as it could be. And not just that, the legs. Wraps up my arms, had my whole arms wrapped up um, around the back. Uh, for him to even getting that to that position uh, with time would be pretty difficult. He did this like that, uh, wrapped me right up, hips sunk right in, so he gave me no space, a real good arch on my neck and, and had it deep. So uh, it was literally, I didn't even see it. Next minute I'm in this position, I was like, oh, shit, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to, to as you could see, them legs kicking. I was trying to push on the hips. Um, to make space. Again, he's trying to adjust his hips and um, keep them hips, like contact on my hips, if that makes sense. Because again, he wants to get that arch. Um, so I was trying to lift up his hips to, to, to give me a bit of a better, better angle. And that wasn't working. Uh, so I, that's why you see me like kicking my legs. So I was trying to not only get his legs further down, but I was trying to get like, I was trying to like butt scoop my butt. I wanted his legs further down so once I started lifting his uh, hips, you know what I mean? He didn't have it wrapped up around my back so much where it's sort of hard to explain, but I was trying to make space. That's why you see me pushing my legs, trying to get his legs as far down as he can. I was like, I don't know what you would call it, hip kipping, I think you might call it. Um, and again, this is a, a sort of a last sort of, a, you know, a last sort of a minute sort of, uh, you know, action you have to do. You know, I would have, uh, you know, before he got there, there's, I would have made sure. A, there's an emergency, an exactly. emergency <laughs> situation. Custer's last stand. Exactly. So, yeah, so this is something you could do. And I was trying to pull an arm uh, and push on the hip and trying to get my neck out. And I'll be honest, it wasn't really working at, the, at that time. So, uh, again, he had, the, he had the strength and I had to stay calm because I'm like, all right, now things are starting to, I can see that this is deep. I don't have much longer. Stay calm. Again, I told you about the, the dimming of the lights. Um, it seems like things were dim. I couldn't hear nothing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like obviously I couldn't breathe. Um, but I, I thought to myself, this is the moment that I had, which, which is pretty special to me. I, I, I remember being there, trying to do things that I wasn't really working at the time. I'm like, this can't be it. Like there's no way. You know, I thought of my, th of my family. 
And I said, there's no way I'm not bringing this belt back to my family. This can't be it. There's no way. They're like, you know what I mean? So I've like sort of thought of that and I'm like, nah, I can't. So I, I literally, these last emergency moves that I'm telling you about, I'll be honest, they, they weren't working originally at the start. Does that mean I just stop and give up because I tried? Most people would. But for me, I was like, I don't care. I'm going to keep doing that till I get out or I go to sleep. You know what I mean? Because there's no way I'm, I'm literally giving up. So, uh, you know, I go, it's either I get out or he magically puts me to sleep and, and, and gets this win. There's nothing I can do about it. But, I mean, I'm going to do something about it. You know what I mean? So I was just going to keep doing that. I managed to keep pulling that, that on that hand that little bit harder and pushing on the hip. And then I found this little bit of space where I started, you know, the dimming of the lights, sort of the lights started coming back, right? So the lights coming back, mind you, I still couldn't really breathe, but the blood to the brain, I must have had that little bit there where, all right, um, you know, the, the blood or oxygen to the brain is there. Yeah, I'm choking still, but all right, at least, <laughs> at least I'm not going to go out just now. So I kept doing that and doing that, and then I end up just making a little bit of space and got my chin out, and then that's when I knew I was out. And he knew he was again. He's been in this position a lot. He knows when it's on and when it's not. And I get he, I talked to him afterwards, and he said like he goes, he calls me Houdini because he does not know how I got out of that. He's probably been in that position a million times, and no one's ever got out of it that deep. But I mean, again, I was just I was never going to give up. Uh, luckily for my, my patients and I was able to, you know, stay composed in that situation, even though, as you were saying, Teddy, one of the darkest places you could be, especially when this is everything to you. This is, you know, this is how I look after my family. You know, people talk about motivation uh, and, uh, you know, they talk about legacy and all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we want a legacy and all that, but my main motivation is my family. I lose that belt, you know, I lose a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I need, I need to make as much money as I can this is the career path I chose. Losing is not an option for me. You're going to kill me to take that belt away from me because I ain't stopped them. And that's exactly where I was in that situation. It was like, yeah, this might not be working just yet, but I'm just going to keep doing until I get out of it. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep at least trying what I think is going to work. You know what I mean? And when you see my legs stop, that was the moment that I told you where I, I sort of got that light back. So I was like, all right, this is a position where, I, you know, I've got a little bit of <laughs> oxygen and blood back here. I'm going to be all right. So that's when you see my legs stop and then I just try to get that chin out. And that's when he realized that he wasn't on. So he tried to improve his position. But, you know, I was like, as soon as that space is there, I am going to fight to get up uh, and, and get on top and then really pour it on because I know he would have burned his uh, arms out. Yeah, I should have been gassed because, I, I, you know, I literally couldn't hold my breath for 20 seconds. We're in the middle of a fight. But... I know my cardio. I know. Uh, I know. I know. I'm good in these situations, and I know that he's going to be worse off than me. So uh, that I'm going to take advantage of that. That's why, as soon as I got up, it was, let's go. Let's get. Let's get into it. Hey guys, quick break to give a shout out to today's sponsors. First up is NordVPN. When I'm traveling, I'm often using unsecure hotel or airport Wi-Fi, as I'm sure a lot of you are doing, or an unsecure Wi-Fi network at different coffee shops. Public Wi-Fi like these are notorious for getting your data hacked, which can be a nightmare. Trust me, it's happened to me multiple times. Uh, it's also happened to other people that I know. And to avoid this, I've been using NordVPN. It's easy to use, it doesn't slow down your connection, and it makes sure all your data is private and protected. I even use it at home just to have the added layer of security and peace of mind. NordVPN is offering our listeners 73% off a two-year plan plus four months free. To get this special offer, go to Nord. 
vpn.com slash atlas use the promo code atlas atlas at checkout that's nordvpn.com slash atlas use the promo code atlas at checkout nordvpn n-o-r-d v like virtual p like private and like network.com slash atlas today's episode is also sponsored by athletic greens i know i've been uh banging the drum on these guys for a long time but honestly it's the one supplement that if i take nothing else during the day i never miss athletic greens i love this stuff Um, these guys spend 10 years with top nutritionists and doctors to create this formula it's made from 75 whole food sourced ingredients it has vitamins minerals prebiotics probiotics antioxidants and it actually tastes really good it's like an insurance policy for your body's health and immunity this is literally all you need to stay on top of your immunity with 12 servings of fruits and vegetables no need for multivitamins or whatever else you might be taking athletic greens has you covered special offer for our listeners 10 free travel packs with your first order. So whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, support your immune system, or address gut health, Athletic Greens is the way to go. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash atlas to claim the special offer of 10 free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, that's athleticgreens with an S dot com slash atlas, A-T-L-A-S. Well, you, you found a way. I mean, that's yeah. the best way to explain it. Uh, you found a way. You found a way. Um, and you refuse to cooperate uh, with defeat. Because I always believe that in boxing, that 90% of the knockouts, this is going to sound a little rough, but 90%, of, no, more than 90, 95% of the knockouts, there's a little tiny bit of cooperation. A little tiny bit of submission where maybe you allowed the punches to come because you thought it was over. And you were still game. You were still there. You didn't, you didn't fall down. You didn't look for a soft place. But you stopped trying to completely find a way not to let it happen. The only time it's a pure knockout, and there are pure knockouts like you almost went to, is when you get hit something you never see. Because then you don't have time to prepare yourself. You don't have time to lock the door. To say, you're not getting in here. You're not getting in here. The devil is not getting in here. Go to hell. You're not getting in here. Because when you get hit a punch you don't see, well, the lights are out. You didn't have a chance to, to grit yourself, to prepare yourself, to, to, to put that as you just said, that that will to work where you refuse to go to that place. It's like somebody just shuts a light out and you have no say. But there's very few of those in my sport. Very few. And that's where you see guys like Ali that never got knocked out. There's a reason. Even though he got hit by George Foreman, he got hit by Ernie Shavers, those guys knock walls down. Walls. But... He didn't because they would have taken a little cooperation to get knocked out because he once described getting knocked out as going down a corridor where you get hit with a punch and all of a sudden a bright light and then all of a sudden there's a corridor and you start going down that car and it's dark and the more you go down that corridor the darker it gets and at the end of the corridor you look up and you see that it's a black room a dark room, and you're almost there. 
And then all of a sudden you say, huh, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I got to go back there towards the light. And you start going back to the light before you got too far into the dark. That's one of the greatest fighters of all time saying that. So I am sure, and I've been in the ring, so I know what it feels like. I'm sure that there has to be some of that. But that's what I talk about the cold with you guys. Your cold doesn't allow you to cooperate. It doesn't allow you that little bit of give in at all. And by the way, please, I love the brotherhood. I, I love, I just love the true love that the teammates on your team showed when they showed Israel Adesanya, the great middleweight champion, cheering for you. But please, don't put your brother through that no more. Don't do that to him. Please. <laughs> he, he suffered more in your fight than he does in his own fights. And, and the other thing I say, and then I'll let Ken ask something, is you said that uh, Ortega called you Houdini. I just did a podcast before talking about this, this interview we're doing with you that's going to be coming, and I called you Houdini. But, yeah, <laughs> but you're, you're even better than Houdini because as great as Houdini was, he was, he was locked in a chest underwater with chains around him. He didn't have nobody choking him. <laughs> he, he didn't have nobody choking him while he was trying to get out of that chest. You are Houdini, but more important, you're, you're a hell of a man. You're a hell of a solid man. And um, I, I got more to ask you, but I want to I give Ken a chance to, to jump in there. Hey, Alex. Uh, just, I got two things. The first one is I say this to Dustin. I've said this to Dustin Poirier before on the show and in private. Dustin's a friend of ours. He's been on the show a bunch of times, and I consider him a personal friend. But I said to him, when you're training and you jump that guillotine because he likes to jump a guillotine, I said, when you're in training, nine times out of 10, you get it super deep, the guy's going to tap. And I'll guarantee you that Ortega, if he had that on anyone in training, they would have tapped. You just said like, oh my God, I can't believe it's going to end. But you can never train for that scenario that you were just in because in training, you would have never gone to sleep. Like, you know what I mean? If that, that, he had that on you so tight, you, you would have tapped if that was a training session, correct? Oh, yeah, you're right. 100% I would have, uh, in, the, in the gym, we, you put yourself in the position, the lights start dimming. All right, like we're about to go out. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept that. Again, I've been in a fight. It was, you know, it's different. In a fight, I'm going to. But don't get me wrong. Um, I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm, uh, you know, with compa uh, being competitive. And we talk about the code. You can't really have this code in the gym. I'm not going to let my body, like my arms break or anything like that. But there's still that code where I'm not probably going to get in that position very often. Because I am going to have this code we talk about and I've probably prevented most of it from even getting that deep. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Like, but let, let me put it this way again. Like when we talk about training and preparation in the gym, especially for this, we know this is his move. You've got to remember this is, he has not only done this to people in the gym a million times and they've always tapped, he's did this to professional fighters fighting for their life, fighting for their career. And again, you know, they want to have this code and he still was successful with them and, and tapped them all out. Whoever he's put in that position, I guarantee you, jiu-jitsu matches, whatever it is, uh, you know, I guarantee if he's put them that deep, not, not many people can tell you they've got out. And, uh, 
none. I could probably say none, especially how deep it was. So he did a good job to, to get that deep. But in preparation, uh, we literally, again, you're going to prevent uh, these submissions from getting to that position. But I'm the type of guy where, you know, I, I am going to prepare for every situation I can, you know, where I feel like I'm going to go. So I might be in the deepest guillotine ever. So I was literally drilling these positions in a guillotine that time, maybe not with an Ortega. Again, this is Ortega. He's probably the best in the world at literally that, that, that move. He's one of. So I'm going to have guys in the gym and I'm going to tell them, get me in the guillotine. I'm like, now I want it deeper. Like I'm going to get them to do with the deepest guillotine. They can start from that position, then try and get out, try and find the angle. As I told you, yeah, push on the hips, get up and get my butt up, change the angle, little things like that. So I've been uncomfortable where I felt like, yeah, I'm choking and I made the space to get out of that choke. Um, so I put myself in these, these positions a lot. And again, that's the type of guy I am. Even when we talk about cardio and all that type of stuff, I put myself in the darkest of places in the gym. Again, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go missing. I'm not going to hide from, uh, you know, put myself in a very, very uncomfortable, you know, there's no pain like, like fatigue pain. You know what I mean? There's not, but in yeah. the gym, I get more nervous. Here's a good way of putting it. I get more nervous for my training session than I do for my fight. Because I know in the, some of the sessions we do, my coach and like my team, I'm, I'm going to go to breaking point. I'm going to get there because we put ourselves in this position. It's, it's not, oh, can we prevent us from getting tired? No, no. These training sessions we are going to do, you are going to get fatigued. But how are you going to do under that fatigue? How are you going to, uh, you know, are, are you still going to fight for your positions? Are you still going to, you know, improve, try and improve your position? Are you still going to, you know, stay in the fight? You know, you're going to do what you can do to keep, keep going. You know what I mean? No matter how broken you are. So these are the types of positions we put ourselves in the gym. And I'll be honest, there's a lot of people that don't want to do that because, again, it's very uncomfortable. And I'm doing this for eight weeks straight. You know what I mean? Like every week, it, uh, it's, it's not easy. But, uh, you know, you want to be in the best in the world. And, again, I am not the most athletically gifted uh, person in the world. But I am the type of person through preparation and, uh, you know, knowledge and all that type of stuff, you know, I'm going to try and get as whatever advantage I can and uh, I'm going to put it all together, you know what I mean? And, uh, and when I say put it all together, not, that doesn't mean technique. We're talking technique and blending them techniques together, putting a puzzle in front of them, everything, you know, changing your rhythm, fighting off beat, you know, you name it. I am going to do all these types of things, have the cardio, look after my body, uh, you know what I mean? And, you know, try and stay composed and have that, you know, have the right mentality. You know, all these preparations that you could do in, in training, uh, you know, even through life experiences and everything that can really make you, you know, a warrior type of guy that uh, can have the mentality to, to, to be in these positions and still say, no, not today. I'm going to keep going. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the type of, type of guy I am. That was almost like the final, the final question on the exam is like you said, you put yourself in all these positions. Okay, here's the final exam. Boom, you're in it, and there's no tapping. You're in it, and you're in it deep, and the lights are on. And it's on. I mean, I just can't stress to you enough how much I enjoyed your answer and how much I enjoyed watching you get out of that because I watch it with my children. And when that when he got it on, I was like, he's never getting out of that. That's so deep. That's a black belt. Whoever is training you in jiu-jitsu, I think you should have probably passed your last black belt exam at this point. Give this guy a black belt, please. And my last question is, or my next question is, 
How surprised were you by his toughness? Because when I saw him get up, I forget what round it was, maybe after the fourth, when he looked like he was dead on the canvas. I, I mean, they practically had to scrape him up. I am shocked at how tough this kid is. I mean, look, Teddy and I talk about it all the time, like, of course they're tougher in the UFC. You're never faking your way through the UFC. You have to be tough is a prerequisite. But my God, he took he took some punishment. How surprised were you when he just kept coming back for more? Yeah, mate, I, I was very surprised. So we're going through that, especially that third round. Uh, you got to see uh, the first two rounds, uh, you know, things were obviously going my way. I had, uh, as I told her, like I had a puzzle in front of him and I could see I could even see, even in the first round, second round, yeah, like I, obviously I wasn't doing the damage that I did in the, you know, maybe the, the third and the fourth, but I could see that the puzzle that I was throwing in front, front of him and, you know, he was trying to keep up, he was trying to get reads and he just couldn't keep up. And I could see, you know, he, you know I could see his brain really, really having dramas with this, like having problems and, and uncomfortable, wasn't even getting punched at the time when he was still uncomfortable purely because, he was struggling to keep up and and find out what what was in what was happening in front of him. What's going on? What's he throwing at me? Is he throwing? He's not throwing. You know, while he's adjusting to whatever it, I'm, I'm making him pay every time he thinks he's doing the right adjustment. Little things like that. So things weren't going his way. And then you go into that round, and he gets me into the deepest guillotine he's probably ever put anyone in a fight. And he's probably thinking this is it, and somehow doesn't get it. Uh, then the next minute, I, I turn over and purely punching his head through the canvas, landing some really big shots. And he gets a triangle. Again, technique-wise, it doesn't get any better. I'll be honest, it wasn't as deep as the guillotine. It wasn't as tight. So even though he had the perfect technique, for me, smooth sailing. I just got but out it's of worth mentioning. It's it's worth mentioning, though, he's called T-City because he's unbelievable exactly. with the triangle. So I Put mean, it this way. Gets, that gets glossed over because he almost had you like in a death grip. And you got out of that. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, triangle, too. Like, that would have stopped 99% again, we're of the talking, people. These are his two moves. So, again, he got me into, again, he got the leg, got the perfect angle, everything. Again, textbook technique uh, did well to get me there. But, again, I was just going to make whatever space I could. And then I was going to get up and, again, punch his head through the canvas. So, again, he gets me there, doesn't work. And then I'm landing bombs. He's tired, fatigued, and copying a lot of damage. He gets up. or doesn't get up, actually. He gets uh, lifted off, off the ground from his corner, which is not allowed, but that's for another day. Um, and, again, he thinks it's over because I think he actually thought the ref stopped it as well. He couldn't get up, so I think he thought it was over. Then, all of a sudden, he gets lifted up and told that we've got to go again. So that's hard. You've got to think of the mental state you're in right now. And uh, he's going there. He's getting told what to do. He's out of breath. He's like, do I even want to keep going? You know, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure he's having these battles. I'm, I'm going to have to keep going. You know, I don't have a choice. You know, you know, again, do I look for a way out? You know, I'm never going to do that. You know, so again, these are the battles he's having. He stands up and then the, the doctor comes to him. And from what I've seen, you might not agree, but from what I've seen, I thought that, he was never going to say, I'm done. He was never going to tap. He was never going to tell the doctor, I'm done. But I think he would have been fine with the doctor stopping the fight then. But again, I am not going to say I'm done. But, you know, the ref's looking at me and, you know, things, you know, again, I, thought, I felt uh, a little bit where, you know, when I say looking for a way out, I don't think that's fair. I think that's the wrong term because I wouldn't say it like that. But I think he was about to accept that it was over. And he was going to be fine with that, I thought. Then he, you know, they give him that extra minute. He gets his, you know, you know, obviously that would have helped. 
and then gets told that he's fighting. So he went from, all right, this is probably over, I'm accepting that, to no, <laughs> the, the ref and the doctor's not giving this to me. They're going to make me do it. Then he has to flip this switch and be like, all right, I have to go now. I've got no choice, right? So I went from seeing him, feel, I felt like at the time, I feel he is looking for a way out. Uh, the ref's going to stop it. If not, he's either too broken or mentally he's done. So I'm just going to pour it on him. So I went to put the pressure on him. And as soon as he realized that the, the, the ref and the doctor wasn't giving him that out, he was like, all right, I've got no choice but to go again. So he went there and he was on his toe and he still had pop. And I felt, I felt the danger was still there. So I'm like, all right, I can't get too careless. Then. We're still in this fight. So that's um, so credit to him. You know what I mean? It was a, I thought he was done, you know what I mean? And for him, the, even the fourth round, again, he copped a lot of damage. Some of them punches that led, landed later in that fourth round was, it was, it's hard to watch. You know, you're seeing me standing up, the range, all my body weight straight through, and you just see it completely stop on his face. Uh, like, you know, it was a pretty hard to watch, you know what I mean? But in saying that, he's tough. And, uh, you know, again, I felt like maybe – you know, he was maybe looking for a way or he's accepting, I think this is it. But found out, no, all right, well, I'm just going to keep going. Comes out, his last round was his biggest round, his best round. You know what I mean? So it shows you that, again, they didn't, they didn't give him that out. He accepted, like, you know, again, he, he would have accepted it. They didn't. All right, well, fuck it. I'm going to give it my all then. You know what I mean? So, again, credit where credit's due. Um, I don't think, uh, I think the ref and that could have stopped it, but, you know, right now I don't mind. You know, even though I felt like maybe, maybe the maybe we had the commissions and refs and all that against me, but um, at the end of the day, it was a bit more entertainment for everyone. Everyone enjoyed the show and it, and I'm starting to 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 sort of uh, accept that. You know, our game is a, it is entertainment business. I'm a very competitive guy, and I never used to care about that. But now, especially after this last one, I enjoyed the whole entertainment side of it. I loved fight week. Even though I was getting booed, I had the whole arena booing me as I'm walking out. Fucking loved it. Bring it. Give me that energy. Which is crazy Let's to go. me because you're a very likable dude. You know what I mean? I'm like, no worries. All good. I was still composed. Loved it. Loved the energy. And, and it just gave me more energy. And, and it was incredible. So right now, I'm, I'm the type of guy that, yeah, I'm a competitor. You know, I'm one of the best fighters in the world. But, you know, uh, I'm going to be an entertainer as well. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do it all because I enjoy it, man. I enjoyed everything about fight week and, you know, having the crowds again and all that type of stuff. It was an absolute buzz. I'm still buzzing about it. And, uh, mate, it was incredible. More than that, you made it up on the wall. You made it up uh, on yeah, our I wall of fame. I was going to say, give you a shout for that. I appreciate it. You know, you're smart um, because I always say that the, these great fighters, whether it's in my business, your business, that what they don't always get credit enough for is the cerebral part, how smart they are. Because it's not just enough to be tough. You have to be smart. You have to be smart. You have to figure things out as you put it. You got to figure out how, to, how the puzzle works. And there's a lot of puzzles. How to put this particular puzzle together for this particular situation. You got to be smart. And, they, and it bothers me sometimes. And I'll make sure that to my best of my ability, I put it out there that these special fighters like yourself should get understood and respect and appreciation for how smart they are, not only how tough they are. And you touched on something really important before, Alex. You talked about how he, after all the punishment he took and how he shut it off 
where at the end he thought it was over and how hard it is to shut it back on or turn it back on. I always say in my business, 75% of it is mental. In your business, I would assume it's the same. Maybe it's 80%. Maybe it's 85%. You, you could put a number on it better than me. But in my business, it's 75%. So that made it so much more extraordinary. We already know how extraordinary what you did is. We know that. But how extraordinary it is what he did. Because to shut it off and then have to put it back on and after taking all that punishment, and thinking it was over, that I could rest now. I could, you know, in a way, it's a relief. I know that sounds crazy to people mm -hmm, out there. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they'll be, what do you mean, Teddy? It's it doesn't a relief. sound crazy to me. It doesn't I, sound crazy to me. I know it doesn't. Because you've been there. And you understand the reality of it, the truth of it. And so here he is. He's relieved. He's relieved. It's over. The pain's over. The suffering's over. Everything. The, and, and it's not over. Oh, my God. I got to gear up again. I got to gear up again and go back into that arena again where there's bullets coming at me again, where there's the bullets of arms and forearms and fists coming at me again. So my, my question to you would be, is he the toughest guy or you have not only the toughest guy you ever fought, but did he take more punishment in that fight than anybody you ever fought? Um, maybe, yeah, when, when you're talking there, that someone that they have ever fought, yeah, probably. And uh, what you were saying, what you just said, you remember how, but earlier on you are talking about a dark place that I was in. That end of that third round is a, is a dark place for him. It would have been a very dark place where not only – he he, it's you know he thinks it's over. He's accepted it's over, and he's done anyway. He's fatigued, like he's tired. He's beat up. He already thinks it's over. You know what I mean? As I, I tried everything, I'm a step behind. I got him in the the my 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 best positions. I trained all camp for this. If I get this, it's over. I didn't. It still wasn't enough. How do I beat this fucking guy? How do I do it? I'm done. And not only that, I think I'm done. So he went from literally the darkest place, like a bad dream. And having to be go back into this bad dream and be like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to wake up just yet. I'm going to try and win this bad dream. You know, this nightmare I'm having right now, I'm just going to try and turn it around if I can. You know what I mean? Like, I can wake up right now and this bad dream's over. This nightmare is over. But nah, I'm going to, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to try and uh, turn this around. I'm going to win this little battle I'm having in this actual nightmare, if that makes sense. Because it would have been a dark place for him. And I, and I understand that because I could see it. I was there. I was zoned in. I went ready to go in there. I seen the reps look at him, and I was – I'm trying to get in as much knowledge as I can, right? And I'm looking at him, and mentally, physically, I felt he was done. He went from mentally, phys mentally and physically done to finding out that they didn't give him that – they didn't give him that. You know, they didn't give him that relief that he thought he was about to get. They didn't give it to him, so he had to be like, well, all right, well, fuck, I'm just going to have to go. He went from that and just going like, because, again, I, I was going to race up to him and put the pressure on and just see him in the back foot ready to shell up and, and give up again, like just accept defeat. And he just went, no, he wanted to pop some jabs back in my face and he went from looking broken to, to being sharp again like that. And so credit, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. And I, in lead up to that fight, again, we're going to build up fights. We're going to say, and I'm telling him I see weaknesses. 
you know, uh, you know, he's going to look for a way out and all this, you know, bring up some of the things in his past and all that type of stuff. So, you know, and that built a bit of animosity. So I was telling him, you're going to look for a way out and I'm going to give it. So I thought third round, I'm going to get that finished before the fight. And he looked that way. And now that's why the, the respect's going to be there. From after a fight like that, how can I not respect the fact that I told him that I was going to do these things, oh, I pretty much did them, and then he said no, and then just flipped the switch. And they're like, so again, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. So he, he got my respect after that fight. Um, we shared a, a bit of history in there. It was a magic moment, one that uh, people are still talking about and probably talk about for a long time. So I, I'm happy, uh, you know, I'm going to experience that. It was an honor to, to be a part of, a, a, a part of it's that. It's very seldom that you not only put on a, incredible exhibition of all the things we just talked about but as i just said at the beginning at the same time as giving that to the people that kind of entertainment that that kind of you know performance but you teach people you actually the you teach people how to behave or how to try to behave when they're at their worst and that's an incredible thing you just touched on something see when you go through this with a when you go through it with a real fine comb, you find things that you didn't even realize were there. I'm sure you do. When you think back to fight, you look at the tape, say, gee, I didn't realize that, that this little thing here. And you just uncovered one for me. You, you can't get enough credit, but I'm going to give you a little more credit because you talked about him and, and it's all great and it's beautiful and it's true, but... You had a situation that was very dangerous too, besides the, the chokes and the submission holds, where you thought it was over. You thought you were just going to go out there, <laughs> pour it on, and he was going to go away. And, and he didn't. That was dangerous for you. That was dangerous for you. Just, just like you talked about him, how difficult it was when he thought it was over and he let go and there was a little relief and then he had to get back to where he had to face what he had to face and mentally get back to that place. That's a hard, that's like turning your car off in the Antarctic and then trying to turn it on again when it's 80 degrees below zero. It's not easy. You went through that where, where you, you know, there, there was a little relief for you, quite honestly. Where you were like, okay, this is over. Let me just go out there, put the finishing touches on it, and he's going to spit the bit. And and we're going to go home. Much like Gotti, Gotti and uh, Mickey Ward, part one, yeah. if you know that fight. Very much like that, because Alex, in that fight, the bell, re the, the referee rang the bell. He didn't ring the bell. He stopped the fight uh, when Gotti was in trouble, and Ward thought it was over. He thought it was over. And so... He relaxed. It was over. And then all of a sudden, they told the ref, no, the bell didn't ring. You made a mistake. And Gaddy had to go on for another 30, 40 seconds. Not Gaddy. Um, uh, Mickey Ward had to go on. He had to get back to that place. It was very, very hard to turn it on and again. And he talked about that. Very, we yeah, have talked. talked. I did talk us. about that. So, Alex, describe that for yourself because you described it beautifully for your opponent, you know, what he had to deal with and gave him all the credit in the world to come back. But how how difficult and tricky was it for you to have that little relief there thinking, hey, 
I'm just going out there, I'll put the finishing touches on, and I'll go home to my family. And all of a sudden, he had a different idea. Well, uh, man, I can explain that situation. You probably explained that position perfectly. Um, but I'll explain uh, for me, anyone else maybe in that, that situation would have really struggled. But the type of guy, when we talk about preparation, the type of guy I am and things, and we talk about being in dark places, I'm going to try and figure something out. I always gonna, I'm going to adapt to whatever's in front of me. It's one thing that it's a term I use a lot. I, uh, you know, I'm the type of guy that I can to adapt. Adapt. I'll make adjustments mid-fight. I'll make an adjustment on the fly. I'm the type of guy that, that can do that. And just there, that's an example of it. I went from literally thinking the ref's stopping it anyway. Oh, no, they might let it go. Oh, he's done anyway. He's going to just give up. All you, right, you, we'll had that no, re- you had that feeling of relief. Exactly. Exactly right. And then, no, it's not. It's like, all right, flip the switch, back to work. You know what I mean? Back to... Back to putting this puzzle in front of him. Back, to, you know what I mean. So obviously, we'll try and turn it up. But let's let's you know let's be calculated. You know, I'm the type of guy that, yeah, I put pressure and you know and all that type of. But I, I try to be as calculated as I can while I'm trying to entertain and all that. Try and find the perfect balance of everything. But in preparation, I'm the type of, again. Like even if, uh, in some of my fights, you you see things. Things might not be going my way, and then I have to change my my literally my strategy. My my well, I would say my game plan because it's not a game plan anymore. I have a game plan going in. It is not working. We need to change. We need to adapt. And, uh, you know, my last fight before Ortega was a good example of that, where things weren't going. It was, it was like that was a nightmare. Things weren't going your way. It was, you know, it was a, it was a bad start. You felt flat. You know, you nothing was, you know, you just felt like you, you weren't on. But I can't just stop. I can't give up. I'm going to figure something out and make it work. And, uh, and take out the last three rounds. So, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's just like that. That's just the type of guy I am. And I, know, and I have my preparation to, to thank for that. Because, again, in these positions, uh, again, I, I, I'm the type of guy that I'll train with as many people as I can, as many different shapes and sizes, uh, purely because who knows what's going to be in front of me, yeah? So I like training with new people because I go in there, you know, I can't just – you know, I'm, going to, I'm the type of guy, I'm not just going to bully people. I'm going to, I'm going to fight the fight, fight a smart fight. Even sparring, I'm going to go there, pick them apart, make them miss, do all that type of business. But I don't know how this guy spars. I don't know who. I don't know he's good, what he's good at. I'm not, I'm not used to his range. I'm not used to his, uh, you know, the way he sets up combos, you know, how hard does he hit, all that type of stuff. I'm not used to that. I'm going to figure that out. And I love that. I love figuring things out because, again, that's, that we're going to be put in these positions. So I'm the type of guy that uh, I understand that, and I, you know what I mean, and, I really understand these little things that some people probably don't really understand and don't, don't, don't look into, but I'm the type of guy that, that will. And uh, I bring on these challenges, you know what I mean? And, and again, not many people can make adjustments uh, mid-fight. A lot of people can maybe, you know, there's very few that can change their style uh, and their game, you know, in a training camp for a different fight. Yeah, they might have a game plan, but they still use their style. Not many people can change their style. To change a style mid-fight, Third round, because the first two ain't gone, you know, that, that's it. But again, why? It's because we're going to have to figure out. I know that I'm the type of person, no matter where I am, I might not know the technique, but I'm going to try and fucking figure it out. I'm going to figure out how to get out of this. Yeah, I'm in a position I've never been before. Oh, shit, I don't know what to do. I'm going to tap. No, I'm going to try and figure it out. This isn't working. This isn't working. I'll try this. I'll try this. Boom, boom. Ah, that worked. Figured it out. You know what I mean? I'm the type of person I'm going to do that in the gym day in, day out and uh, that's why you can see me be so composed and so patient and calm in some of the darkest places that we talk about. Well, you just validated what I said earlier. It's good to know that I'm 
a, a tiny bit smart sometimes, just a little bit. That, uh, you know that I'm not completely dumb because you validated when I said that all the special fighters like yourself, whether it's in boxing or UFC, MMA, um, they need to be given credit for how smart they are because that's a component of it. That's a part of the cerebral part. That's all. You just said it. You said you had to figure things out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that takes intelligence, not just toughness, not just physicality, not just technique, but it, it takes uh, a, a smart person, to be quite frank. I want to ask you, Lomachenko is one of the great fighters in boxing. His father started him when he was, mm-hmm. my goodness, I don't know, three years old, whatever. When he came out of the womb, he was boxing already, and his father had plans for him. He, he had plans for him. He's going to be he's going to be a great fighter, and and he is. And he and he was a two time Olympic gold medalist and uh, three division world champion uh, in boxing, and he knew what he was getting ready for. His father knew, besides the technical stuff that he taught him, how to get away from punches, how to get angles, how to use his legs, all that stuff. But he knew he had to get ready for dark places. So he came up with different drills, different tests to put him through. One of them was he used to take him out in a lake uh, all by himself, way out, way out in a very big lake, uh, like an ocean. And he would take him out and he would leave him. And he wanted them to feel alone. He wanted them to feel the feelings of desperation, like that he could depend on himself, that he wouldn't panic, that he would stay calm when other people would not be calm. He did it for a reason. Most people wouldn't do this. It was extraordinary. But guess what? He got extraordinary results by doing it. And he would take them out and he'd leave them alone. And as he got tired and tired, there was no land. There was no buoy. There was no platform. Like, what was left? I'll tell you what was left. You. That's mm-hmm. what he wanted to learn. You. You're left. What do you mean, me? I, I, I need a float. I need No, no. You need you. That's what you need. And he also would put him through these drills where he would submerge him underwater and he would force him to stay underwater for a certain amount of times, sometimes five, six minutes, somewhere in that area. And he had to be, he, I talked to him about this, and Lomachenko said that I got to the point where I was going to lose consciousness, where I actually knew that I was getting to that place of losing consciousness, but was more important not to give in than it was to lose consciousness or anything. And at the end of the day, look, his father was in a boat, so he was close by. He knew that he would be there. If he did lose consciousness, he, he wouldn't drown. But there was always a chance in your mind that maybe you could drown, that maybe you could drown, even though the truth was the father would be there. If he lost kind, he'd pull him up. But it was still dangerous. It was still a threat. Mm-hmm. It was still something that he had to face. I want you to tell all people out there, if you would, just, I know Eugene Behrman is a very special man and a very special trainer. Not just a trainer, but he's, he's, a, he's a good human being. I, I know that he trains you. He trains all the fighters in your club, uh, Israel. Are there any specific drills that you go through to prepare yourself for the things that you wind up dealing with? 
Yeah, so uh, just so with the, the Eugene, so why actually, I actually trained at a freestyle fighting gym. I'm actually based at another gym. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, freestyle fighting. Yeah, that's okay with, uh, with Joe Lopez. He's my coach. But okay. we do go. And well, we're, Lopez we're does obviously a great job. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, but, but I mean, in saying that, we, we've got our, the same training schedules and, and whatnot. Like, we're, we're affiliated gyms where I go over there and do a lot of my camps there and whatnot. So, the last few camps, I wasn't able to, to go there. We usually go, I go there with my, my head coach, Joe Lopez. I'll go there for a couple of weeks, come back, and, you know, vice versa. So, uh, I'll do that a, a, a fair bit. Didn't get to do that the last uh, few few camps. But, um, but yeah, there, there is a lot. Like, I won't sit there, I won't say certain drills outside of the gym that we do but um you know fight simulators that we will do uh you know where we even do it at the same time as we'll fight so i don't we don't get a day off here in australia because in australia uh fight time is on the sunday usually sunday is my day off but that's the day we fight so in camp that's when we do this fight simulator we'll do it the same time as we fight which is midday here in australia and it's it's again uh, when we say fight simulator, we, we try and bring the energy. We make it chaos. Uh, they're throwing all different things, different bodies at you, different, you know, so many different things. And, and again, you are going to go to breaking point. You know, you are going to go to these places where your legs, like literally you can't get back to your feet. Like, you know, we are doing takedown. I, sh- I put up a post not that long ago showing uh, the last 30 seconds of this 25-minute workout we did. And uh, it's just me. Uh, taking these guys down. They're walking at me. They're running at me. I'm taking them down. I've got to get up. Another one's going. I'm just doing this. And it's just absolute chaos. This is the last 30 seconds. I've, I've done this for 25 minutes straight. And um, you literally get to a point where your legs, you like, I remember the first couple of times you do it, you see people, you can't get to your feet. Your legs are that, the lactic buildup, they're, they're that sore, you're that fatigued, you can't get to your feet, right? That's how it feels like. But it's hard because I'm saying you can't because you can. But you get to a place where you're physically and mentally pretty much like, I don't think I can get to my feet, but the through will determination will get you back to your feet. So we just make ourselves get back to our feet and do it again. And then you've got to do that same thing again. So we put ourselves in, in this position where, like I told you, I get more nervous for these workouts because I know I'm going to get to like, you know, when we say breaking point, I'm not breaking, but I'm going to get to a point where it's a dark place. It is a, a struggle. It's going to hurt. It's going to be very fatiguing and going to be struggling to breathe, you name it. You know what I mean? Lactic through the whole body, you, you know what I mean? Everything. But I accept it and I just keep moving and find out what's in front of me. Yeah, they're going to put me in a position. I get up. Yeah, fight from position. Get up. All right, get back down there. Do it again. Again, I'm busted. Do it again in a bad position. Fight from that position again. So it's just a, a fight simulator where, you know, a good, I mean, fight gone bad type situation where it is purely just. You know, obviously it's physically, but a lot of mental. You know what I mean? It's just everything. It's it's a, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare, a real life nightmare. Putting yourself in a real life nightmare. If I could say a uh, nightmare during the day while you're wide awake, the spider workout that we do is fucking it. Let me, let me tell you because <laughs> it is uh, it is hard work. But hey, I accept it. I bring it on. I welcome it. And then you see you're seeing us be able to push. You're seeing us be able to get ourselves through these these positions that not many people can. I got to ask you this question. Or fans out there would, would get mad at me if I didn't ask it. Um, obviously, you can fight whoever you want. Uh, you're the champion. And, well, I, I mean, there's I'm, I'm just like boxing. There's a 
there's mandatories and all that stuff. But um, I, what I'm getting at is that obviously after this fight, you should be able to fight anyone you want because that performance entitles you to that kind of choice. I mean, there's nothing... For me, there's nothing to prove. You be you not only fought like a champion, you behave like a champion. But there are people out there that want particular fights. And one of those particular fights that people out there would like to see would be another fight with Holloway. Is is that something that that is important to you or not important to you that you feel you've done it twice already? Or is it something that you feel inside yourself that you need to do that? Yeah, man, because, uh, again, we, we talk about it, you know, I feel like I'm just different. Uh, as I say a lot of times, I'm the champion chasing the contenders, yeah? I want the guys that are in the number one spot. And, you know, and Max is giving, giving us no option but taking that number one spot. So I'm, I'm the type of guy that I want to fight the best, even though I, I've got the, 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 the two wins. And people want to see that fight. Obviously, it was a very close fight, that last fight. You know, and, you know, there's still people talking about it. It's a lot of buzz. It's still a good fight, a big fight. And I want the big fights. Not only that, I want the best. And he's proved he did what I did when I was, when I was coming up. I made sure that there was no one else that could take my spot. So I, made my, I was number one contender. They ended up giving a, a fight to someone else. I went there and had the worst training camp I ever did, um, the worst weight cut I ever did, and I was there as a backup. Why? I wasn't – was I ready to even have that fight? Probably not. But – I didn't want someone else to go in there and if someone didn't make weight and had dramas and they need a filling, I didn't want someone else to take that spot from them because I mean, that's my spot. So I'm going to make sure I'm there because I do that. They win. Then they're going to fight. I say they win or whatever. Then they, they need to do this fight that was scheduled that didn't happen. And here I am waiting in the background. I ain't going to let that happen. I'm going to make sure I am the guy who is next. No one can take that away from me. And, you know, Max is doing that. You know, and again, as you said, like I try and be, a, you know, the, the type of champion I respect and what I like to see champions be, and that's that's how I want to be. And I want to fight the best. And right now, Max has proven that, you know, that, that we're on another level and then we're, we're probably going to have to do it again. Obviously, he's got year to year to fight. Um, I don't want to throw any disrespect to, to year. Do I think uh, year can beat him? Anything's possible. Uh, stylistically, I think Max wins that fight and I think we do it again. And we're going to get paid well for it. And it's going to be worth it. Deservingly so. So, uh, you know, I, I, uh, yeah. And I, and, I, and I, and again, I'm the type of guy that, yeah, I, I want that anyway. For legacy, you go out there and you take out, you know, they try and say they go to the division. You take him out three times, mate. You know, I'm already, as you said, I'm probably, I'm probably already in a position where I can get these certain fights and, you know, I should be. Uh, but, I mean, you go out there, do that, and then all of a sudden you are, you are there's, no, there, there's nothing in question. No, that's why I asked the question the way I did, Alex. Because uh, I figured you be the person, the man that you are, the champion you are, that it's a fight that you, as tough as you know it'll be again, because it'll be tough every time, uh, because he's that good. You're that good, he's that good. Um, but I figured it's a fight that you would say, yeah, I, I need to do it for, for the yep. reasons of I, I'm the best and I want to continue to feel that I'm the best and I need to go and fight this guy. Yeah, man. Uh, well, some that I, I actually was, was going to say that sort of comes into this. You know, I'm, I'm the type of guy that I'll probably do, you know, I could seriously, I could literally say I'm not at that fight. People are going to accept that. I beat him twice. So I don't need to do it. Most people will do that. 
That's just not oh, the Oh, hundred percent, they'd accept it because you know even I mean? me, I'd love to see it. But I'm like, yeah, why would you? you? Already beat him twice. I could yeah. totally understand so, if you said that. No problem. Exactly, exactly right. But again, then we get, we get back to to my mentality. And when I tell you about this spider workout, you know these positions we put ourselves in. If I slow down, you are more than okay. Like you know, people are expecting you to slow down. No one's going to judge you if you slow down. No one's going to judge you if you don't do. You know, you don't look spectacular in the last round of your 25 minute workout. You know what I mean? Like people are gonna be fine with that. They're, you know, they're not expected, but I mean, I, I know myself, I'm like going, yeah, I'm sure I, I can get away with pulling the brakes a little bit just so I can survive, but that's not who I am. I can't do it. You know what I mean? I know like, I know not many people I would do it and I know I don't probably don't need like, no, sorry, I do need to, cause that's me. That's my mentality. I need to do it. But again, would uh, you know these positions that we put ourselves in the gym? Uh, you know what I mean. I'm not expected to 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 do the pace I'm still doing. You know, I can pull up a little bit. I can, you know, give myself uh, that half a second extra break in between the next <laughs> technique or whatever it is. But no, I'm not going to do that. There's no way because that's just the type of guy I am. Yeah, people will accept it, but no, I, I know I know myself that that's not good enough. So again, that's just me, and it comes into that same sort of a sort of deal with, with the max. Yeah. Like, uh, again, he's showed himself that he's the next guy. Do I just make him wait at the top? Keep making him wait? No, he showed that there's no one in front of him. All right. I'm going to take that fight. And that's just the type of human being I am. But again, obviously uh, it's a big fight and uh, you know, the beauty of it, we'll get paid well for it. We'll make sure we get paid well for it. And you know, again, I'll just, there's still going to be doubters. There's still going to be doubters and uh, I love proving them doubters wrong. So I'm looking forward to it. You know we'll what I what don't happens. like about you know what I don't like about that fight? Occasionally this happens. I hate seeing two guys that I genuinely really like fight each other because yeah. I'm like, man, I don't I don't want to see either guy lost. We've had Max on the show. He is a nice guy. And the way you've explained these situations and those scenarios that you were just in and, and your whole observation of the Ortega fight, it's just I can't understand how anyone couldn't be a huge fan of yours. It's just so honest and sincere. You can just tell it's genuine. So the thought of one of you two guys losing is like, oh. Can they beat up someone we don't like? Let them fight like a Colby Covington type character that everyone wants to see lose. Anyway. Hey, Alex, can, can I, without overstepping my my grounds here, and I would never do that, and all, with all respect, you have, obviously, I'm sorry I made a mistake about, I had the wrong information about your training. Uh, that's all good. But, no worries at all. but um, obviously your guy is superb. I mean, the proof is in the pudding in... Uh, who gets in that ring and the way you perform and how prepared you are in all facets. But just in that fifth round, which was pretty extraordinary, what we touched on it already, and you touched on it, what Ortega was able, because he had a good fifth round. I mean, he he, he probably won that round. And um, I, I want to just touch on a couple things. Obviously, it wasn't a first round. What do I mean by that? Well, you had been through an awful lot by the time you got there. So, <laughs> so I, I get it. I get it. Nobody has to explain that to me. But can I just give you my thoughts on what gave you a problem a little bit in that round? Mm -hmm. and, and you probably know it already. Yeah. Your trainer probably already corrected it. But mm -hmm. for me, it was you, you judging your the distance and the range of his punches. That's that's what gave you trouble. Where 
at sometimes he he was a little tricky when he didn't extend his punches he's got long arms and when he fully extended his punches he could get you at a place that sometimes you might have thought you were safe but you weren't and in the fifth round for some reason maybe because he'd been so hurt that it's kind of like some people that in order to really be who they are and just not give a crap, they have to have a drink of alcohol <laughs> to start being who they, what they want to be. And in some ways, it happens in a ring where a guy has been hurt, and now he's no longer held back by things that would hold him back. Now he's just doing, just like a guy having a drink. He's not held back anymore by anything. Now he's just doing whatever it is that he instinctively even subconsciously wants to do and thinks he should do. And I saw that taking place a little bit where now all of a sudden he started extending his punches and getting full range. And you had a little trouble with the distance, judging that distance where you thought you were out of range, but you weren't out of range. You were still in range. And that's where he was able to catch you with some shots where you should have been maybe six inches further out and you would have, those shots would have missed you instead of where you were. And the other last thing I say, if I'm going to do something, I like to do the whole complete thing. The only, the only does, and thanks for being a gentleman. The, the last part of it would be that sometimes he caught you stepping out from a little too close as you disengaged to, from, from where you did. You did it from a little too close and his punches were long enough to catch you as you stepped out. That's all. Mm -hmm. Well, let's uh, that 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 last round is actually yeah, it's, uh, yeah you're right. It, it's a funny one where uh, remember I was I was talking uh, to you about you know we had the being calculated entertainment side of things and this last round the crowd was going nuts. I I felt where I could sit back and then be untouchable, or I can still be at a comfortable range which was working most of the fight. Um, and still make it exciting, still be there. And, you know, I don't want to sit back and look like, you know, I could have, I could have sat back and chilled it and, and not that. But I wanted to still be there, uh, try and land a few, try and make him miss and sort of stay more in the pocket because uh, I felt safe. Um, where he did do a good job where, like you said, I think he, well, I've got nothing to lose. I'm just going for it. And it would catch me off guard. If he was to do that the whole fight, I would have made adjustments and countered to that. Where I felt like the whole fight, he, you know, um, you know, he would maybe throw the, the ones and twos and I'll make him miss it and things like that and the, the range was okay. But where towards the end, I felt like, yeah, he did definitely land it. He ended up landing out the right a couple of, he ended up throwing a few and finished with a nice right hand a couple of times, uh, especially towards the end. Where I was there and, and thought I was all right and then trying to deliver some back, thinking I'll be all good. Obviously, you know, a lot of people thought it was a, a maybe fatigue as well. Obviously, we're slowing down, but a lot of it was... Let's not get too careless. Let's still make it exciting. Let's still be in the fight, but let's still be calculated. It was a bit of all of that, and uh, which, again, I'm sort of still happy I did because I felt like that added to the fight. Even though he landed a couple extra punches, we never want to get hit, right? Just don't do but it I no more. I still feel like don't. a lot of people – I won't do it no more. No, all right. Put it this way. It wasn't, my, it wasn't my plan to get punched. You know, Obviously, I didn't really. But now that it's happened, I feel like it adds to the story, and I'm okay with it. There was a specific reason to it, though. <laughs> but it won't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Hey, listen, I want to tell you that you've been more than gracious. Uh, if Kenley has something else, that's that's great. But for me, 
you've been more than gracious with your time. And, and you did something that I wouldn't expect anything less. You gave this interview the same way as you give your performance in a ring. Straightforward and honest. Honest about every aspect of it. Because that's what you are. You're an honest fighter. You're, you're, you, you can't be honest in a ring and not honest outside. They go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So I just want to tell you, thank you. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. And continued good luck. And continue being the champion outside the ring that you've been inside the ring. And um, Thank you. I, I, I really appreciate I'm going to finish with one funny thing. And, and you have a sense of humor. I see that beautiful smile on your face. I know you have a beautiful family with two young, beautiful daughters and a wife. And um, I just say this, and, and I know that you're a great father. I just know it. I don't have to, I just know it. I know that with the things that you've learned in life, the things that you adhere to, the code that you live by, it has to also serve you as a father. God, I feel sorry for that young man, the first one when your daughters get older, to knock on that door and ask for a date. Oh my oh <laughs> I I feel sorry for that guy, whoever he may be. That <laughs> I just had to say that. Alex, you're a class act. <laughs> you're a special man. Thank you very much, Alex. No worries. Let's hope that's not for a long time, though. Yeah, it's going to be a long <laughs> hey, listen, time. Hey, listen. I have to worry about that. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I've been there. I've been there. I, I know. I know. And uh... <laughs> I got one thing for you, Alex, before we let you go. One of the things that we talked about earlier was just that how, how you and Max and some of the other guys we've had on, like Dustin Porter, we've had the pleasure of interviewing some of the nicest guys in the sport, real gentlemen. And I think it's important before we sign off is to recognize what kind of person you are and how marketable you are. Talk to me about some of your sponsors, because if there are sponsors that are watching this and are looking to align with the with the fastest growing sport in the world and the best people in the world, I can't think of a better representative for any marketer or advertiser 100%. than Alex Volkanovsky. Who, who are you working with right now and how can people get in touch with you if they'd be interested in working with you? Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, mate. So, uh, yeah, obviously, obviously, we've got, uh, we've got a few, and obviously, we're working with, with uh, a few people at the moment. Uh, but you know, sports bet. You got guys like sports bet uh, who, who have been massive for me. CMBT, who actually I'm a, uh, a part of. I'm actually in business with them now. It was uh, such a good brand, so I've uh, jumped on board as well. Uh, but they, they sponsor me as well. CMBT. Um, and yeah, you know, got like uh, athletes nutrition. So give them a shout. Freestyle fighting gym again. Um, I just want to give a shout out to, to obviously uh, my coach because you're right. Uh, you guys are, you know, it's hard. There's a lot of that information is out there, but it's sometimes it's it's hard to it's hard to get. So we we do all our work at, at Freestyle Fighting Gym. Uh, so I just want to give a shout out to to, to Joe Lopez because um, obviously he's doing a great job. I've been with him the first day I ever walked into a gym has been his gym, and I'm still there today. And we've 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 grown this journey together, right? So we're, we're, he's the type of guy that we go and get as much knowledge as we can together at other gyms, you know what I mean? And things like that. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it, that's pretty incredible. But uh, a shout out to a few of those sponsors. But I appreciate you guys uh, doing that for me. And thanks for having me on the show. And I uh, can't wait till the next one. 
Yeah, keep winning. We love having you on again. Sorry for the confusion. I think because Izzy was saying his teammate, and I knew you had worked No, we are teammates. So we are teammates. Yeah, they're definitely my teammates. I go there. I train there a lot. I fly over there to help them with their camps. They help me with my camps. I go there. So we're we're actually – yeah, so they corner me every time they come to corner. So we are a team. We are family. But, you know, I just – yeah, my head coach is Joe Lopez, but we are a part of the, you know, the freestyle fighting team. Uh, city kickboxing team we're all, all one big family well hopefully people see this and recognize what an awesome uh, representative you are for every brand and any product in the sports space out there so hey thank you for doing this we really appreciate you we look forward to talking to you after the next win keep doing your thing man this was incredible I, ho- I know the fans are going to go crazy for this this was as honest as it gets we've interviewed a lot of people I was like enthralled in what you were saying and like lost my train of thought what i want to ask next i'm so busy listening to you so thank you so much really appreciate you thank you alex no worries mate thanks again thank you appreciate it good luck alex best to you and your family thank you all right lads